The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Amplify. We're the show that will help you take your message, whatever it may be, and get it out through social media, networking, and other marketing channels. Maybe even some that you've never thought of. Whether you're an organization, small or large business, or you just have the next positive message that's sure to go viral, you'll want to stay tuned this hour. Now, here's your host, Ken Rashawn. Welcome. I am here in Las Vegas. We've got a great show ahead of us. Thanks so much to Andrea and Todd, who are going to be the, showing their strength and talent as a team members. I'm going to be asked to turn off my, my phone uh, because I'm on a flight heading to Chicago, and there was no other choice. So uh, I'm going to actually turn this over to Todd, and thank you guys so much. You guys are an awesome team. I'm so proud of you, and I'm looking forward to hearing this as I'm flying. Awesome. <laughs> We're so welcome, everybody. Uh, Todd, go ahead. Yeah. I, I say we're always thrilled. Certainly, uh, always thrilled to hear from Ken, and uh, glad uh, that uh, that he was able to chime in here at the beginning of the show. I know Andrea has set up a, an incredible lineup today, and uh, I, I'm excited to be here with you, Andrea. Well, I'm super excited as well. Um, you know, I'll tell everybody uh, to start off with. I mean, so first of all, Ken and I had a wild weekend. Oh, it seems like we were all over the country, although we were only in L.A. for four days. It seems like we covered, I think, five or six events in, in that period of time. So we'll be sprinkling some information about that. I guess me and, me and Todd will be talking about that for Ken, uh, telling you about all the really cool things and the great people that we met, which kind of all wraps up with all the great guests that we have joining us today. And uh, Todd's going to be telling you a little bit more about them, but um, I'll just give you a quick recap. Our first one is Lynette Louise. Um, we, she's called the Brain Broad, so we'll just kind of let you hang with that. The Brain Broad, what does that mean? What? And our second guest is Daniel Gutierrez. He is a wonderful healer, and he's building a new medita- meditation retreat, um, you know, this gorgeous facility in Peru, uh, which I can't wait to go to. And then our third guest tonight is going to be Terry, uh, Terry Harden. She's a Disney Imagineer, and one of her pieces, uh, one of her sculptures that's been privately commissioned by Guillermo del Toro is going on a national tour, and uh, we'll be talking about that as well. So it'll be really super awesome. So stay tuned, stay energized, and super excited because you're going to hear some really cool stuff in the next hour, and we want to send well wishes and great flying to Ken Rashawn, our ultimate host, who is uh, joining us by spirit tonight while he is uh, flying in the air via Southwest, not spirit. So <laughs> so first of all, Todd, why don't you go ahead and, and introduce uh, Lynette and tell us all about her awesome stuff and really dispel the myth of what's the Brain Broad. Yes, Lynette, the aka the Brain Broad. <laughs> I love it, and it, it, she's an international award-winning speaker. She's an entertainer. She's an author, a consultant, a brain expert, a mental health advocate, and mom. Uh, you may have seen her movie uh, Wonder Woman. No, I'm kidding. Um, 
I love the picture on her website where she has this giant brain. I mean, I'm not talking about the one in her head, which she does have, but she's picking up this giant brain, it looks like. But it, she uh, she's an artist and an academic, and I love this, uh, Lynette, a brainiac and a goofball. <laughs> All wrapped in one. Please uh, help us welcome today, Lynette Louise. Welcome to Amplified. Well, thank you. Lynette Louise the Brain Bride here, ready to be a goofball. <laughs> well, I've known Lynette for, uh, well, maybe seven or eight years now, I don't know, quite a long time, and she is not only the one of the most intelligent women I know who has an amazing brain and carries an amazing brain around with her as well that's not connected to her uh, mind, body, and spirit, but she is a total goofball, which makes her one of the most loved neurotherapists in the world who soon will be uh, Dr. Lynette Louise, so I'm so excited about that pending uh, honor. And she recently, uh, Ken, Rashawn, and I had the pleasure of joining her and uh, photographing her in uh, Washington, D.C., where she received a humanitarian award. Lynette, will you tell everybody how that came about and why people were honoring you for all the cool stuff you do? Oh, my goodness. What a great intro you guys gave. Okay, first I have to answer the brain bread. Then I promise to talk about the humanitarian award. So... I, well, this is probably part of the Humanitarian Award. I adopted six special needs children and raised eight children. I already had two biologically. And so in the process of trying to help their brains, and mine, by the way, is, you know, you got to be a little crazy to do that. So uh, in the process of that, I had to learn a lot of things. I had to learn so many things. That, but on the list is how to disengage from the existing system idea of what's right, think outside the box, not fall into abusive relationships. So it started out sort of like this psychological understanding that developed into a neurological understanding of the brain. And I just sort of continued down this path of trying to help my family and ended up knowing things that other people didn't know. So I had this great deal of knowledge. My children all got better. Well, one is still on the process. I call them the slow-moving miracle. Um, But they had multiple handicaps, and they all came out of their disabilities. And it was very hard. And the process gave me this knowledge that I wanted to share. So when I first was looking for, you know, how do I get a loud voice? Because I'm motivated to have a loud voice so people can hear me and hear what I've learned. And I, you know, I had to be a bit of a broad raising all those kids. To be perfectly honest with you, (laughs) there were times when I had to stand in the face of a teacher and say, guess who's alpha? Me. So (laughs) there was this automatic sort of energy behind it. And when somebody said to me, um, well, you travel abroad and you're the brain lady, I went, oh, no, no, no. I travel abroad and the brain broad. So, So that's kind of, it sort of evolved that way. I'm actually a clinician who actually changes brain function, and I do that internationally. I do travel all over the world and brought in in every country. I make difference every time. It's just a really blessed life that came from a lot of hard work. So that's why I'm the brain brought, and it's probably also why I got the humanitarian award, because as I learned to do these things and saw such monumental quick changing, it was very frustrating to not live in a world where people believed that they could get better at that rate. 
Um, an example being, you know, somebody saying that if you're autistic and you can't talk, that's that you have to be institutionalized. Well, it's not true. Uh, if you're, you know, a lot of these things, if you're depressed, you need to be on medicine. If you're uh, bipolar, you're bipolar for life. These things are not true unless you make them true. And so I was really seeing a lot of fast change, a lot of important difference, and I wanted to prove it to the world. I wrote a book. Everybody reads and goes, yeah, but, you know, they make it up in their head. It doesn't match them. And I thought, okay, I'm going to bite the bullet and take cameras with me. So I have a series on the Autism Channel. It's called Fix It in Five. It costs me a fortune. Please watch it. If you can't get it there, rent it so I can afford to do the next family. I've done three (laughs) families so far. Incredible work. And I'm putting my money where my mouth is and proving what's possible. If you watch it, you'll know that you can change, that your children can grow up happy, you can be happy, and uh, health is just around the corner. So there you go. That's me. That, that, see now, guys, we, I'm not kidding that Lynette is goofy, wonderful, and amazing all rolled up into one. Um, you know, she's been a, a fabulous friend and a fabulous woman to watch her at work. I've, I've seen her speak and on stages um, all over uh, the United States. Actually, it's been quite amazing how I've got to, um, you know, be a participant in her in her life with what she's doing. And I've got to see her with her family. And, um, and she's not kidding. Eight children. Now think about that, everybody. Eight children with multiple needs and needs and challenges. Okay, I mean, like what you know, so-called you know, kids who seem to be getting by just fine are challenging enough. But imagine, you know, she's right. You got to be a little crazy to be able to handle like all kinds of different things and you know, how different people behave and react. And that's one thing I love about Lynette is all the kids. She doesn't see them as having anything wrong with them. She sees them as individual loving, wonderful people that um, that she needs to learn how to figure out what they're expressing, you know, kind of, it's, it's this amazing work. And I actually even had the opportunity to go and stay with her and her family to see what it's like to live with someone who's autistic and, and a family that's um, has lives a little bit differently than, than mine. And what an amazing experience. And her son, her oldest son that she says is a miracle in progress, I have seen him um, go from where he he wasn't verbal in my eyes, although he was verbal to her, where I can start to understand him for some things now. And it's amazing. Um, Lynette, would you share with uh, Todd and I and everybody else who's listening here in the world um, uh, a little bit more about like the leadership part, too, because I know that you're doing some leadership projects with Jeff Hoffman. For those of you who don't know who Jeff Hoffman is, he is um, a Priceline.com. You maybe have heard of that. Uh, he is the <laughs> brain behind all of that. <laughs> so I'll let you take the panel there, Lynette. Yeah, I, I think that's so funny. If, even if you never traveled, you heard of Priceline.com because they had the funniest commercials with William Shatner. That was one of the things that Jeff talked about when I first met him is how they were so looking for you know a way to be out front and visible and get people to buy their airplane tickets and do their travel in that way. And when they came up with William Shatner and made a deal with him and he took a percentage instead of a, a fee... Um, everybody won because that company just skyrocketed and he's a billionaire and he's a wonderful man who has shown an interest in my projects. You know, knock on wood, we're going to be doing some good stuff together and we're definitely talking in Albany, New York on November 10th and 11th. He's our keynote and uh, Sharon and I are doing sort of the bulk of the work and then James Malinchek is also uh, speaking there. Jeff Hoffman, however, is the... Um, 
for me, sort of the, you know, the pot at the end of the rainbow, I've been looking for an angel that could help me, afford to help me, have the connections to help me to change the world, have the big voice to, to show it's possible, and at the same time, be a really nice person. And I don't know if y'all know this, but that's kind of a difficult combination. So, <laughs> so I've, been, I've been wearing my who's the right person glasses for a long time. And, you know, often thinking I found that person and then going, no, just do it yourself. Just do it yourself. And I am so thrilled to be connected with Jeff. He's just truly, you know, he, you know what he did? In 2012, he thought, wow, I'm a billionaire. I need to do something to give back. So I am going to say yes to every person this year. And then he did. Yeah, it was amazing. That's amazing. That's amazing. You know, I can't even... I can't even get across to people how hugely generous that is because you're so inundated with requests when you're in that position and you're usually shielding yourself and putting up a wall. And here he was putting down the wall saying, yep, give back time. I'm saying yes to everybody. And he's probably still having to work off all those yeses. He still is working off of those yeses. We had the chance to see him speak this week. Uh, Ken and I covered the digital footprint um, conference, uh, which is just amazing. I'm talking high-end, highly brainiac, wonderful, amazing people. Lynette, I right away had said, oh, why is Lynette not here? We'll have to make sure she's here next time. Uh, because uh, certainly, um, obviously, you do some work with Jeff Hoffman, and he was one of the speakers. Um, we had um, uh, people just from all over the world. Uh, Dave Corbin was there, and, and uh, Ken Courtright, uh, he's the um, organizer of the event. He's just an amazing man that talks about uh, really being a social entrepreneur and, you know, getting your uh, social proof out there and doing everything, which is so in line with what Ken Rashawn and I are doing all the time. And so it was just amazing. And so that's one of the things I was so excited about you being on today, Lynette, is because, you know, being there with Jeff and seeing how much he gives back to people and how much he really cares about really making a difference in the world and then how you do this. Like, people don't understand when Lynette goes out on the road and works with these families, she works with some of the most difficult cases in the world that have been turned down by other other therapists, other clinicians, other doctors who are like, no, this like this kid, this adult, too far gone. Yeah, I can't be great stories. Like I have one uh, one lady that I worked with, and she literally pulled out her mother's eye, and she was what? so violent, and nobody would go in the room with her at all. She was in an institution, and we got her to where you know she was comfortable around other people and was able to have a semi <laughs> semi relaxed uh, relationship with her mother. Uh, it's you know, when when it goes bad, it goes really bad. So you really have to understand that it's not pretty out there. And if you can make a difference when it's that extreme, imagine if it's just a little depression, how simple it would be for me to help you. So, you know, it's, a, it's important. And that's also why the leadership, so if you don't mind, I want to segue into that so we don't forget to mention it. I was, on the one hand, I wanted to be able to reach everybody that needs to know so I made the show. But on the other hand, you got to talk with the people at the top. you got to bring leaders out into the world that understand the brain, understand motivators, understand the sensory system, and are able to make a difference in the world without manipulating in a negative fashion and doing harm in order to make a sale. 
And so I wanted to have a foot in each of those worlds. And that's why I'm doing leadership in the brain. And I'm kind of doing both at the same time. But leadership is really the way, if, if a leader can make other leaders go out there and make the difference, then you multiply. Beautiful. Well, now you just you just said something there that really <laughs> hit home uh, for me when you said um, uh, doing uh, harm. Uh, how was how how was it that you put it, it just to make a sale? Um, oh yeah, I don't know how I put it, but I could put it a million ways because. Oh, yeah, I, but, but I knew exactly people, what you meant because I, in fact, when I, there, whenever I learn yeah, anything, I ask myself, will that negatively impact the brain? Right. Mm-hmm. And and I think there are people out there that are that are doing that. You know, you talked about make, getting your voice uh, bigger and getting out there. And of course, that's what the Amplified Show is all about. That's why we're so excited to have you do amplify your voice and your message. And as I read and learn, you know, more about you, I'm fascinated by uh, the work that you're doing, especially uh, when it comes to being on the, the the edge of treating autism and and Parkinson's. Goodness. Uh, depression and other the brain-related uh, disorders, those, those are um, you know, things that are becoming a little bit more, uh, I, I guess, uh, we're becoming more aware of uh, right. as, uh, as time goes on. And it's so uh, awesome to hear that there's someone like you that is on that cutting edge and, 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 and helping people that are dealing with these sort of things. Yeah, no, it's it's super duper important. Do you want an example, a concrete example on ways in which, um, say, a marketer or a leader might negatively impact you? That's really common. Sure. Yeah, I love one. All right, come from pain. So it's really common to say, come from their pain. Point out to you know their pain so that they pay attention. Now it's this is a codependent relationship. The leader does it and says, uh, you know. Do you want to stop feeling so miserable? (laughs) And so the other person goes, you know, I don't really pay attention to commercials. Miserable? I think I'll pay attention to that. So it's a codependent relationship. The leader points out your pain. You go out, um, but you pay attention. And where is that bad for you? Well, you might not have had the pain in the first place. You might have been walking along doing just fine, and then all of a sudden they told you you felt miserable. So you opened up your miserable compartment in the brain and went there. So it's really important to understand as you lead and change and and communicate in the world, how can I get them to pay attention, but not teach them to hate themselves or feel bad? Right. Right? So that's just a simple example, but I could go for a long, long time, example after example of how it just takes a little tweak, and then you can still reach the people who need to hear you can still be different enough to brighten up their brain and have them pay attention and not implant a negative emotion that turns into a, a diagnosable condition that ends up at the doctor getting a medicine. Absolutely wonderful. Uh, Lynette, would you um, say your website for everybody so they can make sure to, to find out more about you and how to find out about the uh, leadership conference that you have coming up? Yes, LynetteLouise.com if you want me as a speaker or goofy, (laughs) all of that. Uh, If you want to look into my brain site, it's brainbody.net. And the Leadership Summit, there's a link on my website as well, but if you want to go to that, it's Sharon Burstein, B-U-R-S-T-E-I-N.com. 
awesome. Um, we certainly have loved having you on this uh, first uh, segment of the show. Please stay with us. We'd love to have you as part of our fast round robin at the end. And, and who knows when we talk about with, with Danielle or Terry, we might just need to have to jump in and talk about our brains too. So uh, you've been absolutely fabulous. And um, I wanted to thank you so much for being with us because you just absolutely always rock. So we have okay. uh, just a few moments to jump to break. And when we come back, uh, Todd will lead us off with telling you more about Daniel, our next guest. All right. Thank you. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The Umbrella Syndicate amplifies good causes, good people, and good messages. They offer a suite of services that help people and businesses gain better exposure. Through working with the Umbrella Syndicate, you gain the ability to reach an audience of 50,000 unique people a week. They have recently reached over 20,000 followers on Facebook. You can view their photography and how they use it as a strong promotional tool on their Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash The Umbrella Syndicate. Show them your support by liking their page. Are you pursuing your passions in business? Is your purpose integrated into your brand? Are you telling your story? Building a thriving business stems from authentic communication that serves your audience, champions big ideas, and generates big impact. Learn how to grow your business in a more meaningful way by tuning into the Soul Shill Hour with host Francis Leary. It's more than business development. It's soul and inspiration, too. Listen live every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. This is Amplify. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. We also would love to hear from you via email to info at UmbrellaSyndicate.com. Now, back to Amplify. We're back here uh, on Amplified Radio with our lovely guest, Ken Rashawn, who is flying in the air right now, who is going from one event to another. He's just been all around the world, it seems like, this weekend, uh, from one end of L.A. to the other, which seemed like a million people that we saw and ran into at Digital Footprint, and I was with Transform Destiny, and I don't even Author 101. I can't even remember the other place that we were. Uh, it'll come to me, and I'll let you know shortly. Um, uh, we have a second... Uh, awesome, awesome segment with Daniel Gutierrez. Uh, Daniel is pretty cool and awesome. I met him through a friend named Best Nomadic, who I had been on a cruise with, an internet marketers cruise a couple of years ago. And she's this amazing woman who does this great stuff and works with these Native Americans and people all over the world to take them on these wonderful retreats. And that's how she introduced me to Daniel. And I'm going to have Todd tell you all about him. All right. Well, welcome uh, also to the show today. Amplified is another person that has a message that just is a great one, needs to be amplified even more, and that's why we're having him on today. Daniel Gutierrez is uh, an international business consultant. He's a motivational speaker. He's a radio personality. 
He's author of Stepping into Greatness, Success is Up to You. Uh, Daniel has traveled the world extensively spe- uh, with speaking engagements for five, four to 500 companies and individuals. He's been acknowledged twice as Latin Business Magazine's Top 100 Hispanics, along with other extraordinary individuals like uh, Oscar De La Hoya. Anybody ever heard of him? And uh, <laughs> just imagine the possibilities. When you think, Daniel, imagine the possibilities. There's greatness in all of us. Look inside, he says. And see what you see. The most important journey you'll take is from your head to your heart. It is Daniel Gutierrez. Thank you for joining us today, Daniel. Welcome. Wow. Thank you so much for that introduction, and thank you for having me. We're, su- we're super excited to have you here. And I, I know that uh, uh, Andrea is uh, wanting to talk to you a little bit about and have you tell us about the Mediterranean retreat and uh, what, what all you have going on with that. <laughs> well, it's actually a meditation retreat center. Uh, I'm, I'm oh, I, no, that's what I had read. But well, we can do the Mediterranean too. <laughs> I don't, I'm good. I, I believe. <laughs> I believe he just decided where your second retreat is going to be. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. I, I know when Spirit's talking to me. I'm going really the Mediterranean. Okay, cool. We're there. We can do that. Uh, thank you for having me. Yeah. You know, I several years ago I decided, like many people, um, to go to Machu Picchu. And, you know, it was one of the eighth wonders of the world. I wanted to see what all the talk was about. I wanted to see what this beautiful mountain was all about. And it was the beginning of a journey for me that has brought me full circle. Uh, I, I currently travel to Peru uh, two to three times a year, leading people on spiritual journeys through Peru, working with shamans and working with healers and working with some of the best uh, people in Peru. And this last time that I was there... Uh, I summited Machu Picchu. I have a 15-year-old son, and, and every year I had asked him if he wanted to go, and every year he told me no. And, uh, of course, his reasoning for telling me no was because he was perplexed on where he was going to plug in his Nintendo. <laughs> and I was, I was like, son, they have electricity there. It's not that far off. <laughs> but so this, year, this last year he decided he wanted to go, and when I summited Machu Picchu with him, uh, I got a message that was very loud and clear, and that message was, this is where you will build your center, your retreat center. And now, if we want to take a few steps back, at the age of 13, I had a thought, I had an idea. And that idea was about a place that, that people could come to and, 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 and relax, where people could come and find peace and tranquility. And, of course, at 13, I had no idea what that meant. I had no idea what that was going to look like, but I had that thought. And 50 years later, 40 years later, I'm here. I'm here in this space where I'm building this center, and the name of the center is called Richari. Richari in Quechua means to awaken. And so the interesting thing about it is when I was finally told that I was going to build this land, build this retreat center, you know, I'm like every other American that doesn't know the metric system very well. And they're on the metric system there. And I remember the first time I went out and someone said something about, you know, well, we have 10 hectares. And I said, who's Hector? <laughs> you know, like, oh, that's your metric system. <laughs> I said, I'm sorry, we do acres, you know. But I, I was, it, there's been such an, a beautiful process because when we allow ourselves to open our hearts, when we allow ourselves to get out of the way, there's just this beautiful flow 
of energy that will guide us along the way. And this is what happened with me because I had no idea. I, I knew that Olaintantambo, which is a beautiful, beautiful place, one of the oldest Inca cities in Peru, was a place that seemed to have such beautiful energy. And I <clears throat> thought about building there. And then I, the Sacred Valley, which everybody knows about, and all the beautiful, beautiful land there. And, and it seemed that that's where I was going to build this property. Last year, I had the honor of being on the front cover of Color Magazine, and that magazine made its way to Cusco. Cusco is the main city that we fly into. A nurse saw it, and she took it to uh, a mayor of a little village two hours north of Cusco, where I usually start, start our, our, um, our journeys. And so they kept asking me to go out and see this land, and all I kept thinking was, really, two hours north of where everybody goes? Nobody goes that way. Everybody goes the other way, toward the Sacred Valley. Anyway, long story short, one day they got me to do it, and they said, well, we'll pick you up at 4 o'clock in the morning. I said, you're going to do what? 4 o'clock in the morning? Who's up at 4 o'clock in the morning? They said, we want you to see the sunrise. So I said, okay, let's do it. So I went out there. It's a little bitty town called Molepata. Molepata is the beginning of the Trail of San Cante. San Cante is one of the most sacred mountains in Peru. It's about 26,000 feet. And there, in a microclimate, sits this land uh, called Huaynapoco. And I met the family that owned the land. They've been there 150 years. And they said to me, we want you here so bad, we'll practically give you the land. And so we made a deal. We made a deal. Last year, I bought 10,000 square meters of land. And we're now working on raising the funds to build our center that uh, the goal is to have it open by next December. We can't build for almost six months, four or five months out of the year because of the rainy season. But mm. it's, it's just incredible what happens. And then I get to meet you, Andrea. I mean, over text and the phone and radio. <laughs> well, it's really amazing, you know, how, how this is all coming about because, um, you know, after when I met Vesta and saw what a beautiful soul she was, and she was yes. telling me about all these wonderful people that she was meeting, when she told me that she had met you and all the wonderful things that you were doing, um, you know, she was telling me a little bit about, you know, like the people who follow you and, 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 and what you do. And I wondered if you'd share with that because, you know, I, it's new to me as well. So enlighten me as well as all the millions of people who are listening about all the great other things that you do along, along those lines. Well, you know, it's interesting because if you listen to the, the bio he read, which uh, talks about my work in corporate, I, I, I enjoyed my work many years in working in the corporate environment. But over the last few years, uh, I have dove into more of a side of me that, I don't want to use the word nag, but let's just say was there that was just, that was waiting to, to express and expand itself. And, and, and so... These journeys that I take to Peru are journeys to the heart. They're journeys to the soul. And, and it's an opportunity to listen rather than speak. And, and the mountains there in Peru are so sacred and they're so full of positive energy. It's almost like walking back in time when you walk into that space. And what I've done over the last few years is I've worked with people to really understand what their calling is really working with one specific space, and that's the heart. And when we say that the hardest journey that we'll make is from the head to the heart is because we protect ourselves so much 
from from the space of the heart. We we're, we're every time that we are disappointed, every time that someone breaks our heart, every time that someone says no, we build a wall around our heart. And and eventually we wake up someday and we have no meaning, we're not connected to life, we wonder why we're here. And this is the work that I get to do, Andrea. It's so beautiful to be able to take people on these journeys and and get them in contact with their hearts and get them in contact. It doesn't mean they're going to come back and all of a sudden be shamans. Some of them do, but not all of them. They come back into the world and they realize that there's one thing that we all have in common, and that is our humanness. And when we can connect to that beautiful side of us, that in that inherent desire to communicate and, and to be with each other, then we can find our way to seeing the kinds of results in the material world that we're looking for. We're not machines. We, we may think that we're machines, but, but we have this innate need to connect with ourselves first and then others. And, and so we do this through many different ways, working with shamans, working with crystals, working with, and I know all this sounds like, oh, where's he going? You know, but at the end of the day, it works. It works, and people find the, their, their way to healthier relationships, more abundance financially, uh, climbing up the corporate ladder if that's what they want. It's just a beautiful space, and I just I love my work today. Uh, I think a lot of my corporate buddies are, are definitely going, um, how did you do that? How did you end up doing what you're doing? And, and really, it's really simple. I opened my heart to the possibilities. And I said yes, kind of like you were saying about the Priceline guy. You know, I said yes. And, and this has led me on this path to build this beautiful center at 9,500 feet in the Andes for people to come there and find the same. You know, I didn't even realize it was in the Andes Mountains. I know it seems so silly that I didn't know that. But <laughs> when I was, when I, I'm like, oh, yeah, duh. Um, when I was in, my, my name's Andrea, and as a, a kid, my nickname was Andy, and um, I had developed early, we'll just put it that way. And so I got teased relentlessly when we had geography class, and they talked about Andes <laughs> Mountains. So I kind of, like, blocked that out of my head for years. But um, I always actually did kind of want to go there because I heard it was a beautiful place. And for some reason, I think I didn't remember that Peru is there. Hello. <laughs> um, you know, when you were talking about how, uh, you know, sometimes people tease a little or like, like, oh, I think those things are woo-woo because of mm-hmm. crystals and, uh, you know, alternative energy and all of that. And, and corporate, you know, they think, oh, those don't mix. But there are so many amazing people that, like I was talking about earlier when I mentioned being at the conferences like Author 101 and at Digital Footprint and um, with Transform Destiny and um, those groups this weekend. You know, so let me just give some examples like um, Brian Smith, he's the founder of Ugg Boots. He has really um, been talking more about how things in his life have just become so miraculous by the things that he does. And I think we already mentioned David Corbin and David Melzer. Uh, David Melzer, he really talks about that. He's uh, with the CEO of Sports One Marketing. He has really gone really, really deep with the way he talks. And it's so interesting to be with these people who were, you know, formally, you know, knock it out, just corporate, just super, you know, brainiacs. Uh, and we're going to use Lynette's word there from the first segment. And who really take on this sense of humanship and humanitarianism and spirituality in a different way. Dan Fleshman, um, he, um, he raises money for uh, thousands of people who are homeless and gives them these backpacks and all this stuff. Greg Reed was there. I mean, just many, many more people. And it's really changing in the world to see how all these wonderful people who 
were high-level corporate who now understand and accept the whole idea of abundance and giving back to the mm-hmm. world and um, recognize crystals and energy and aroma and all those wonderful things that will happen at the meditation retreat, both in Peru and the one futuristically in the Mediterranean. <laughs> the Mediterranean. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm excited about that. Hey, would you tell people about how you're... Um, yeah, that's my idea. Because of, yeah. I'm sorry? About the funding and how you're trying to raise those, raise the capital for that? Yeah, what we're doing right now is, is I, I took care of the land, so now what we're doing is raising uh, funds. Right now we have an Indiegogo campaign, and um, uh-huh. we're in the first month. We just started uh, a few weeks ago, and um, we're learning a lot about uh, crowdfunding. But we, you know, here's the interesting thing about the center that, that I think people should know. You know, the first thing that people say to me is, Daniel, you know so many people, why don't you just go get one person that, that helps you make this happen? I said, well, I could. I said, that's, 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 that's the easy part. When I got the message that I would build in Peru, I also got another message. And the message was, you will allow, because I have such a global following from around the world and people all over the world come to uh, meet me in Cusco to, to go on these trips. And the message was, you will create an opportunity for people to participate in the uprising of this center so that it is truly a global retreat center. So that people in Istanbul or people in Germany or people in London or people in Canada or in Brazil that want to be part of this at whatever level, be it $15 or be it 1000 that they have the opportunity of being part of something that truly is global. And so that's why we went to the crowdfunding campaign. And we said, okay, if that's what I'm supposed to do, then that's the way I'm going to do it. And, and it's, I've learned a lot <laughs> about doing yeah. this. And, and we're, just, we're just doing this the way that, that I was asked to do it. I'm trying, I am absolutely removing ego from it and saying, I'm just doing what I'm told to do, and we will get where we need to go. For sure, there's one thing that I know, that that center will be built, but it will be built how it's supposed to be built, and I will know that as I continue on my journey. Awesome. Do you happen to have a website link or the name for your Indiegogo campaign yeah, in front of well, you? Yeah, let me, let me give you um, a, a, um, a URL that you can follow. It's igg.me forward slash at, forward slash at, A-T, forward slash, forward slash easy for me to say forward slash Riccari and that is R-I-C-C-H-A-R-I-Y so it's I-G-G dot me forward slash at forward slash Riccari which is R-I-C-C-H-A-R-I-Y and again Riccari meaning awaken in the Quechua the native Quechua language of Peru Awesome. Well, we'll make sure to get that correct spelling and share that on our Umbrella Syndicate Facebook page so that everybody can uh, see that and check that out, too, for those of you who are maybe driving and weren't able to get all the forward slashes down. I know that can be challenging (laughs) sometimes when we're trying to listen and write at the same time. So drive safely, and we'll get that information um, up so you can check it out. And while you were talking about that, that reminded me that uh, Ken and I are part of this um, program now that we're going to be going that I think you would love to attend, so we'll have to see if I'll talk to you about it more later, but to let everybody know, uh, we're going to the Second World Parliament on Spirituality uh, November 17th through the 21st in Salt Lake City. Um, 
it's just going to be so cool. It's like a global peace initiative. Um, it's the launch, and uh, we're so excited. They're bringing in, I think she said there were 37 uh, spiritual leaders from all over the world coming in, and then her plan is from starting this launch that next year on World Peace Day, September 21st, which totally fits in with you, Daniel, and what you're mm-hmm. doing, is mm-hmm. that um, she's going to have 196 summits simultaneously held around the world on that same day. Oh, beautiful. So it totally fits in with your message. So, yes, it And does. then that'll be so close to hopefully when you're getting ready to launch and everything, too. I mean, that should, should just be so, so, so exciting. So those of you who are curious to know more about that, too, it's worldparliamentonspirituality.org worldparliamentonspirituality.org and then we'll make sure we get that posted up on uh, on the Facebook pages and everything as well. And uh, Daniel, I am so excited about this facility and this place. It's super, super awesome. And we're coming uh, at the end of our time here for um, us with our, you on our segment and um, I kind of wanted to maybe end or recap it with this. If you could um, maybe you know think of over your teachings and so forth and maybe give us a, like a two or three sentence synopsis of of what it is that you see um, that will be the main lifeblood then of the movement that will happen again as a recap for this meditation facility in Peru. Interestingly enough, the world is moving toward oneness. Oneness is impossible to achieve without oneness with self. When one finds oneness with self, that awakening to oneself, they find compassion love and understanding and forgiveness for themselves and others. And that's really what we want to do is open the idea of oneness through me so that I can share it and give it to you. Beautiful, beautiful. With that, we have Daniel Gutierrez. Thank you so much for being with us. And again, stay stay with us, and we'll have you join for the speed round, Robin, at the end. And we have a short break, and when we come back, uh, we're going to have Todd tell you all about my wonderful Terry, my, who she belongs to me, apparently, uh, Terry Harden, the Disney Imagineer, who I just absolutely adore, and we'll tell you all about the cool stuff she's been doing. Talk to you soon. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. The Umbrella Syndicate amplifies good causes, good people, and good messages. They offer a suite of services that help people and businesses gain better exposure. Through working with the Umbrella Syndicate, you gain the ability to reach an audience of 50,000 unique people a week. They have recently reached over 20,000 followers on Facebook. You can view their photography and how they use it as a strong promotional tool on their Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash The Umbrella Syndicate. Show them your support by liking their page. Savvy business owners, learn how auspicious timing can have a positive influence on business decisions and strategies. You can achieve your goals while creating a competitive edge in your given field. Tune into Illuminating Feng Shui with host Kathleen Zamansky where classical feng shui and Chinese metaphysics work together to help you discover your strengths and use them at the right times. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. 
This is Amplify. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. We also would love to hear from you via email to info at umbrellasyndicate.com. Now, back to Amplify. And woohoo! We are back with our last segment of Amplified for this evening, and that is Amplified with the wonderful, amazing social proof expert, Ken Rashad, who is traveling all over the world somewhere tonight in the airs. So uh, we are so excited to uh, be able to uh, help him out with this show tonight and talk with our next guest, who Todd is going to tell us all about. Take it away, Todd. Hey, Todd, I can't hear you. <laughs> Don't you love the world of Amplified? This is so fun and so awesome. So until he jumps in and tells me, hey, he's on the air with us, because uh, you know how it is sometimes with technology, it's always lovely and fun. Like yesterday, I got uh, cornered off at a different edge of the world because of Obama coming into LAX and ended up all over the world where I didn't expect to be overnight. So I'll tell you a little bit about Terry, why we see if uh, he can join us back again. Terry Harden is a Disney Imagineer, and she is wonderful. She's an actress, she's a puppeteer, she's been a costumer, she's an artist, an illustrator, and everything in between that you can think of. Just amazing talent uh, with everything that she does. If she touches it, it turns literally into gold. And I mean uh, gold with both your heart and your soul with the artwork that she does. It's absolutely beautiful. Um, one, one of the cool things, uh, well, we'll pull her on the air first. Hey, Terry, just go ahead and join me, and we'll talk about you while you're on the air with me. Okay. Hello, everyone. Hello. So this is Terry's super crazy busy season. Tell them why it's your crazy busy season, Terry. It is my crazy busy season because it is the month of October. And the month of October is my month of giving back, so to speak, in which I help people understand their artistic abilities, even if they don't know they have them, through pumpkin sculpting. So that's what I do all October. So the end of my month is going to be obviously October 31st when the last pumpkin will get sculpted and the last teaching will happen. Now, we're talking amazing sculptures here of pumpkins. And she teaches people who thought, like, I can't make anything. I can't even draw a stick person who make these amazing works of art. Now, Terry, is, her, her work has been seen on Ellen. She has, like, a DVD that teaches people how to do it. And there's certain tools that she suggests on how to use to carve your pumpkins. And, and sometimes she's really awesome and even tells you how you can just use stuff that you have in your kitchen drawer or in your, you know, garage, which is just amazing. So her sculptures are seen uh, all over the world by people who love them and and she gets to travel a lot too um, making them and showing people of all ages from little kids to people in senior centers um, how to do stuff with pumpkins which is so amazing and along with that would you tell them about the wonderful experience that we had yesterday at the museum yes well uh, amongst all of that uh, because I am uh, an artist who you can see my stuff all over the world uh, one of the I do commission work. So in other words, if you have something that you've always dreamed of having in your home, be it a piece of sculpture or a character that you dream of having, or it can be a multitude of things, a maquette if you're a business, an uh, image of your character. Uh, I, in 2010 or 2011, uh, Guillermo del Toro, the director of Hellboy and Pan's Labyrinth, contacted me to do such a piece for him. 
And he was invited by the Los Angeles County Museum of Art here in California to do a show called At Home with Monsters. And he actually sent me an email while I was on tour telling me that the piece I had done for him what had made the cut. So I'm in the Los Angeles County Museum of Art. My piece is there. And I'm not dead, so that's kind of exciting. <laughs> yeah, well, that is really exciting, because, like, you know, Edgar Allan Poe's work was there, too, and, and he's definitely dead. So <laughs> Exactly, exactly. So Andrea came into town, and she wanted to see the exhibit, so I simply contacted the curator, and they gave us two tickets, and then uh, came and met with me and her because I was an artist exhibited in the show. So this has been yeah. a very exciting time for me. I went to the grand opening with Guillermo. That was July 30th, and uh, it goes on till November 24th, and then it starts to tour uh, away from California. Yeah. So Minnesota is the next stop. No, yeah, Minneapolis? Is that what it is? Minnesota. I no, I think St. Right. Paul. St. Minnesota. St. Paul, I wasn't it? Or? Oh, I can't remember we'll the, you guys the, the, the art gallery, but you and I are going to work on that. <laughs> yeah, and then we heard, too, which we did not know. We found out yesterday that rumor has it it's going to Mexico City, so Terry's work will be on display in Mexico City as well. Now, that's not the only piece of work she has on display. She has done thousands or hundreds of miniature collectibles for Disney, um, you know, Disney princesses and um, Maleficent and uh, Chernabog and just all really cool, Dumbo and other really cool things. She's also had her hands in multiple rides. Would you tell them about the rides and attractions that you've done? Yes, I'm a Walt Disney Imagineer, which means that I have been creating rides and attractions for the parks for many years. My position as an Imagineer has changed, but if you are someone who adores Disney, and I'm sure some of your listeners are out there that do, and you've gone to Florida, Walt Disney World, there is a ride, which you're probably all familiar with, called Splash Mountain, and I sculpted the boat and the rabbit that rides on the front. And then if you get the opportunity to go to Paris and see Disneyland Paris, I did the dragon. There's a dragon that resides underneath the castle, and I did that attraction from the cement up, and then, finally, I did Big Thunder Mountain, Paris. So, Big Thunder Mountain is a great one. People voted it the best, and that's in Disneyland Paris because you go on the mainland to board it. You go under the water, and you come up on an island with that one. So, if you've ever ridden Big Thunder in any one of our other parks, that's the difference uh, in Paris. And then, mm-hmm. finally, in Japan, I did Splash Mountain, and uh, the, the boat is there, the rabbit's there. But then I also sculpted that, in, you know, that mountain with about 10 other people. So you actually can photograph, walk on, walk under, and uh, experience my attractions all over the world. And uh, so that's what's, what's actually been happening with me and what I've done for Disney. And then other things I've done for Disney are the films. I've done Captain EO, working with Michael Jackson. I've done... Uh, um, Flintstones, I've done, uh, gosh, Muppets. I'm a Muppeteer with Jim Henson. I worked with him for several years. I still work with the company. So it, it, it is a very extended and uh, an expanded life. But there's a lot of places you can 
um, experience the art. And for most people, they want to make their mark, and so it's kind of nice that I know that I have in more ways than I thought I did. So it, it, it was kind of exciting for that. But most, Well, it, it's, it's so cool because she makes her mark not only with her art pieces that are all over the world, but by going and speaking as well. So she, um, like our other guests, um, like Lynette Louise and uh, Dana Cateras, um, uh, Terry also speaks and travels all over the world and speaks both to corporate, to universities and colleges, to elementary school students, to museums, to communities, and talking to them about her experiences with art and how she became an artist and how she has that... Um, you know, knowledge and belief that, you know, art was not, not a career. You know, she, she knew and had this wonderful belief from her, you know, parents and her, it was your grandfather, wasn't it, who told you that, you know, you could be whatever you wanted and make your art your yes. work. And, yes, absolutely. And, and that's one of the things that got me speaking was that I began to realize as I began to speak that there were people out there that felt that if you weren't a broke, meaning no money artist, you weren't successful, and I have not been a broke artist. I won't say that I earned a lot of money in my early years, but I earned something since I was eight years old. And then people want to know how they can do what they love. Many people, when I speak, want to know, what's my first step to do what I love? Another question will be, I want to be a Disney Imagineer. What are the steps to, that I can do to get through that? And corporations want to know, what is it that makes Disney so unique? A corporation doesn't want to, well, maybe they do, but many kind of want to be that fun. They want to have that teamwork, that kind of that camaraderie that makes people want to come and participate in the process. And the thing about being an Imagineer is that teamwork is the most exciting thing about it. Collaboration is what we do, and it's a collaboration of mega artists, the creme de la creme of artists. So what happens is once you have become Imagineer, you're always one in your heart, but you're always eager to collaborate. So I tell corporations how they might be able to have this collaborative spirit and therefore make their workplace a little more um, enjoyable by being open to such to some of the things that they do at uh, Walt Disney Imagineering. The yeah, other thing awesome. is that I speak on, many people say, Believe in your dreams. Many people say, follow your dreams. And I'm sure many of your listeners, Andrea, have heard this. But what's really important in this decade is to fight for your dreams. You can't just dream and you can't just believe in your dreams. I'm sorry, it just doesn't work that way. What you have to do is fight for what you believe in and fight for your dreams. And and you're going to be challenged at times to prove that you really want it. You can't just right. say it. You hey, have with to that, Carrie, with you saying about fighting for your dreams, we're going to have to break mm-hmm. into our speed round here at the end. So I'm going to mm-hmm. uh, do a quick little round robin of asking people different questions, and we'll have you on again. You're way too amazing. All of you guys have been tonight to only have you on for 20 minutes. So we will definitely have oh, you all back because you're awesome. No so Terry Harden, that's t- T-E-R-R-I, H-A-R-D-I-N, TerryHarden.com, or TerryHardenSpeaks.com, if you're looking for her to speak as well. And quick round robin, Lynette Louise, biggest dream in your life is? Uh, PhD. Awesome. Todd, what's your question for Daniel? Daniel, uh, since I brought it up, have you been to the Mediterranean? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have. <laughs> awesome. Beautiful. Terry, yes, I have. If you, uh, what's the next secret thing that you have always wanted to sculpt? 
the Mexico thing, I've always wanted to sculpt. I'm going to do it February. I'm going to learn how to be a forensic, anthropologic, however you say it, sculptor. So I'm actually going to take skulls and help to find out who they are by learning to sculpt through the properties of the skull what the person may look like called forensic art sculpting. Sounds so cool. Lynette, what is your favorite treat? Tree or treat? (laughs) Either one. You could say tree or treat. All right. (laughs) Then um, probably the oak tree. Awesome. Uh, Todd, you asked Terry something. Terry, what would you do if you weren't doing if you weren't doing this amazing Disney Imagineering thing? What would you do? What else would you do? Hi, Todd. Um, <laughs> I would. I, I think I would run with the same thing. Had I known that there were forensic sculptors out there, I probably would have gone in that line of work because I'm fascinated with um, helping people find lost loved ones and things like that. And I've always watched it, but I never thought I'd get to be a part of it. Beautiful. Absolutely awesome. And then we'll do the last question for Daniel because I bet we're almost out of time. Daniel, if you could go anywhere in the world and be all by yourself for a month, where would you go? Nepal. Me too. Yay. (laughs) I'd go sit with the monks. And with that, we are at the end of Amplified with these wonderful people, Lynette Louise, the Brain Broad. Yay! Dennis Gutierrez, awesome man. And Terry Harden, our wonderful Disney Imagineer, sculptor, artist, and everything that she can be. And kudos and love to Ken Rashawn up in the air wherever he is. Thank you, Todd Thomas, for helping me tonight. I'm Andrea Adams-Miller, the Red Carpet Connection, filling in for Ken Rashawn. Get your life super amplified. Join us next week on Tuesday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time here on Amplified. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Amplified. Be sure to join Ken Rashawn again next Tuesday afternoon at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Now, go get your message heard.